Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm James Rogers, and this is the History Hit World Wars podcast. In this episode, first recorded for Dan Snow's History Hit, Dan explores the birth and development of chemical warfare during the First World War. At points, Dan even draws on his own family history to describe those terrifying scenes when the mists of gas first rose across the bloody, muddy trenches of the First World War. The use of chemical weapons started with the French throwing grenades of tear gas and quickly progressed to the Germans using chlorine gas. Now, one of the biggest of these attacks began on the 22nd of April 1915, and it included 160 tonnes being deployed against the German foe. By the end of the war, over 130,000 tonnes of chemical weapons have been deployed by both sides. And since then, the use of chemical weapons has not disappeared. The precedent was set. And even today, with all our laws and the use of force in war and our weapons conventions, we still see chemical weapons, like sarin gas, deployed on innocent civilians in places like the Syrian Civil War. As such, Dan provides us with a personal reminder of the continuing and indiscriminate horrors of war. Gas, gas. Quick, boys, an ecstasy of thumbling. Fitting the clumsy helmets just in time. Someone still was yelling out and stumbling and floundering like a man in fire or lime. Dim through the misty panes and thick green light, as under a green sea I saw him drowning. In all my dreams before my helpless sight, he plunges at me, guttering, choking, drowning. These are memorable lines written by the First World War poet Wilfred Owen about a gas attack here on the Western Front. Now, it's not certain that Wilfred Owen actually ever witnessed one for himself, but they still stand as a, a powerful contemporary response to chemical warfare. And despite the many revolutionary changes to warfare on land, sea and air, there was something about chemical warfare, something about gas that inspired a particular terror and has continued to do so down through the ages. Thank you. 
people tend to think it was the Germans that really started chemical warfare in, in World War I. But in fact, the first use of chemicals on the battlefield was the French. They threw hand grenades containing tear gas in August 1914, but they had a pretty negligible effect. Later in the war, in October 1914, the Germans experimented by firing canisters containing an irritant that gave anyone who came into contact with it violent sneezing fits. And the Germans went one step further. And at the 31st of January 1915, way over on the Eastern Front, they fired shells full of tear gas, but those failed to operate correctly because of the sub-zero uh, temperatures out there fighting the Russians. Then in the late afternoon of the 22nd of April 1915, men from a specially trained German army unit released more than 160 tonnes of chlorine gas in the Ypres salient. The big cloud of gas drifted towards the uh, French-held lines. They were troops from France's North African Empire, Algerians and Moroccans, and they were told to prepare for an attack. It looked like this was a smokescreen uh, and there'd be Germans advancing under cover of it. But in fact, uh, it was not a conventional attack, it was a chemical weapons attack. Now, by pure coincidence, my great-grandfather was actually a witness of that attack. He was stationed a little bit further on the line. He wrote about it in his memoir. He says that he noticed a whitish-blue mist the northeast of us over French lines. It was the sort of mist one expects to see over water meadows on a frosty night. We were rather puzzled by it. We soon noticed a peculiar smell which made our noses and throats tingle. And it was some time before we realised that this was the much-talked-of gas. As my great-grandfather then witnessed, the French troops, the colonial troops, flooded back in total disarray, panicked by this new weapon system. Around five or 6,000 of them were killed or wounded in the first few minutes of that gas attack, opening up a four-mile gap in the Allied line. Bizarrely, it also taken the Germans by surprise. They weren't expecting to, uh, uh, for it to be that successful. And as a result, they weren't really ready to exploit that breakthrough. In the event, after a few days of forward and back fighting, both sides were approximately in the same positions where they'd begun before the gas attack. But that can't disguise the fact that the gas attack was the first successful use of chemical weapons in military history. And as far as that goes, it was a turning point. The Allies had been caught out. Despite lots of intelligence reports uh, before the use of gas, they'd been completely surprised and they were determined to retaliate at the first opportunity. And that opportunity came here at the Battle of Luce in September 1915. They released poison gas. It didn't go so well. The wind changed and blew much of the gas back into the faces of the British troops that had released it. So they ended up poisoning more Brits than Germans that day. The first British use of gas was not a success, but it was laying down a marker. It was a statement, a statement of intent that the British would continue to explore and try and refine lethal poison gas as the war went on. Germany might have led the way when it came to chemical warfare, but as so often in World War I, one advance prompted countermeasures as the other side scrambled to catch up and innovated very effectively. Now, in early 1915, the Allies were uh, issued with rags, handkerchiefs, socks soaked in bicarbonate of soda, or even urine. They were told to pee on their own handkerchiefs because the ammonia in that urine would counteract the effect of chlorine. But quite rapidly, respirators were introduced and they improved dramatically during the course of the war. You can see I've come to this fantastic treasure trove of archaeological finds on the Western Front here, and there's quite a lot of evidence for uh, respirators here 
uh, and gas mask, which got really quite effective. And that meant that after May 1915, relatively few people actually died from gas attacks. The Imperial War Museum think that only 6,000 British and Imperial troops died from poison gas during World War I. Now that sounds a lot of people, but it's very small compared to the overall number of, of deaths in the war. In fact, it's only about a third of the number of people killed in one day of fighting on the Battle of the Somme. But it wasn't just the fact that gas killed and incapacitated people, it was the psychological effect of gas. And you can tell from Wilfred Owen's poem and from other testaments of survivors that gas operated a psychological and morale effect long after the physical effects had passed away. As the war went on, the use of poison gas became commonplace. By the war's end, the Germans had used nearly 70,000 tonnes of gas and the British and French between them about 60,000 tonnes. The precedent had been firmly set uh, and it's been something that has gone on right up to the present day. Most recently, the use of sarin gas in Syria. Of all the toxic legacies of the First World War, perhaps one of the worst has been the use of chemicals against our fellow men. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And before you go, remember, as a Warfare listener, you get a special discount at History Hit. Subscribers get access to blissfully, uninterrupted, ad-free podcasts and thousands of hours of history documentaries. You've got everything from the American Revolution to my own documentaries like Traces of War, Weapons of War and 24 Hours in Normandy, where I follow in the footsteps of the Green Howards on D-Day from their beach landings to being awarded the Victoria Cross and all the way through their first day where they made it seven miles inland further than any other British or American unit. So head over to historyhit.com forward slash subscribe or follow the link in the show notes and use the code WARFARE to get 50% off your next three months. That's the code WARFARE to get 50% off. And if you're an Apple listener, you can subscribe for new ad-free episodes within the app. So give it a go. I know you're gonna love it.